It is Monday. It is President's Day. And uh, who better to check in with than Nolan Finley, editorial page editor for the Detroit News. Nolan, good morning. Morning, Guy. Happy President's Day. And happy President's Day to you. Um, is, uh, is, well, we're, we can talk a little bit about the former president here, but I wanted to get to your op-ed. Um, Governor Gretchen Whit- Whitmer uh, hosting the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen this week and pronounced our economy booming and sound and healthy. Uh, gosh, I'm, I, I, I needed that diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's propped up on toothpicks, uh, Guy. I mean, how... <laughs> How can you think that a economy or, or make the argument that an economy is healthy and strong when when a quarter of our spending is going on the national credit card? More than a quarter, 28 percent. We are borrowing to pay for our operations at a time when revenues are coming in strong. So it's not like we're in a recession and the revenues are are drying up for the for the federal treasury. Uh, we've got strong revenues coming in. We grew revenues this year, and yet we keep spending way more than we're taking in. And nobody can look out and see a time when we're not doing that. This is not a health economy. This That is a, a economy with a chronic disease, $34 trillion in debt. You know how much that is for you and uh, Lloyd? Is it 40000 per now or something like that? 100000 for you and Lloyd. Wow. Each. You first, and Lloyd. Your kids. <laughs> and, and your grandkids. <laughs> it's just, yeah. you know, and, and I was pleased to see in her town hall yesterday Nikki Haley talking about the debt and the deficit and what she'd do about it. Uh, Saturday night, those words never escaped Donald Trump's lips. No, but what he did talk about was this new reciprocal tax policy. So if Germany taxes us, we tax them the same amount. He claims it will wipe out the deficit, but not a word about spending cuts from him. No, and and to me, I was was there Saturday night, and to me, that moment pretty much summed up uh, what should be the the, uh, slogan of his campaign. You screw us, we screw you. I mean, it was all about vindictive, uh, getting even, here's what I'm going to do to punish these people and that people. It was just... Uh, an incredible rant. So, Nolan, uh, the former president talked about Hookstra being the chair of the state uh, GOP, and we, we he, when he was talking, and he talked about early voting too. He talked about early voting, but he we heard this like ooh, or I don't know if it was booing or ooing, or you were there. Can you tell us what you think that was? Well, you know, there's still a lot of folks in the party who thinks thinks. Christina Caramo is the uh, uh, chairman of the state GOP. So that division okay. between, I mean, we, we were already divided in the Republican Party between sort of the establishment Republicans and these counter-revolutionary Republicans, if you will. And now there's a split between that group. I, I don't know how many different ways you can divide the Republican Party. Well, we're, I think we're, we're finding out. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was uh, it, it was interesting in this this Trump judgment that came down on Friday, uh, perhaps as much as four hundred fifty five million once yeah. you add in the interest on it. Um, it was certainly prosecutorial and partisan in nature. And the judgment seemed to be built on. I don't know what, because there was nobody coming forward to claim damages. 
And we are in a dangerous position if the legal system now is going to become part of the partisan political system in this country where uh, where it's weaponized against the party in power's political opponents. And I think, uh, I, you know, I, I can't say, uh, talk about the legal merits of the case. It sounds sketchy to me, but what's surprising to me, Trump's been out of office over three years now, and these any most of these crimes, alleged crimes he's committed happened during that period of, before he left office, and yet we're just now getting around to prosecuting I mean, that, that's just blatantly political that they saved these court cases for the election year. And, you know, I, I just find it extraordinarily uh, repugnant that that they're doing this and getting away with it. And I'll tell you, it's not working. Saturday night, I can't tell you how many people I talked to who says we're here to support Trump. He's suffering for us. They're persecuting him. You know, this whole messianic language. Uh, they've made him a victim, and that's a, you know, for the people, if their goal is to take him down, that's the wrong way to do it. Nolan, right to work has been repealed. Uh, how does that work for Michigan's competitiveness now? Well, I guess, you know, we'll see as it plays out. I think it's, 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 it's extraordinarily detrimental for the competitiveness of Michigan. Other, other states can hold that up uh, to assure uh, employers or potential employers that perhaps you know you could come come to their states and the union won't take over their facilities. Uh, Michigan doesn't have that uh, that assurance any longer, and I think it's particularly uh, risky with Sean Fain as president of the of the UAW. You see what he's willing to do uh, to a company, and now he's trying to do it down south. And I found it uh, very interesting last week that uh, Jim Farley said uh, we've got to rethink our relation, relationship uh, with the UAW. We've got to rethink our decision on plant siting. That we may have to go places where it's a little more, it's a little less expensive to build these these vehicles. I thought that was fair warning. Uh- One of the things uh, that we're watching that broke uh, late yesterday is that the Biden administration has put forth a change in its EV mandates with the EPA. The green energy folks, uh, their hair is on fire about this and said it's going to lead to a warmer world faster. But it's an acknowledgement, at least, that this EV deadline that he imposed in 2030 is not workable. Is that do you think that's a, a, a good move? I, I think it's a good move for the consumer. Is it good for the auto industry overall, Nolan? Well, I mean, the auto industry is so far down this EV road. I don't know, but I think it's about to reality. We are hurtling toward the destruction of our basic transportation system. The automobiles are is the, is at the basic level of our transportation system, and we are not ready for. To, to convert to electric vehicles on the pace that the federal government has been demanding and the EBA has been demanding. Uh, there are still so many things standing in the way of a full-scale conversion to electric vehicles. And, you know, people keep warning. People, It's not like we're not talking about it. And I think this is a smart decision. And you could see the electorate turning toward or away from the whole electric vehicle movement 
And I think, you know, everything now uh, is about politics, and it's fortunate in this case. When you were at the, at the Trump rally yesterday, was that one of the biggest applause lines when he went after the EV mandate? Oh, I mean, he continually went after it and, you know, appealing to UAW workers that they're going to destroy your jobs with this. And, yeah, I mean, it was a very seemed to be a very effective message. Uh, Rashida Tlaib was on social media. She had a video saying, you know, urging uh, her constituents to vote uncommitted for uh, Joe Biden. Uh, how would that affect him in this upcoming election? Well, I think he's, you know, uncommitted is not a candidate. So it would be nice if the candidate, if the Democrats ha- actually had a choice uh, other than Joe Biden. And, and at this moment, they don't. I don't think it affects them much at all, you know, unless it catches fire across the country and Democrats wake up and say, this guy can't win. Well, interesting. I, I, Dean Phillips canceled some events over the weekend. You got to wonder if he's getting ready to pull the plug on his kind of, to use your term, counter, counter-revolutionary campaign <laughs> to try to get people to accept the idea that maybe an alternative in the Democrat ranks would make sense. We'll see where that goes, and we will talk about that with you at a future date. Nolan, thanks for being with us. Thank you. All right. When we come back, a guy who had a pretty doggone good weekend, Michigan State University basketball coach Tom Izzo on his team's win over those Wolverines.